Welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. Today, we're going to step into a slightly different realm, and that is virtual reality. It is something that has been talked about for decades with plenty of promise, but very little to show for it. I remember back in the 1990s, some of the original attempts at virtual reality, including those showcases that included massive head-mounted displays and absolutely dreadful graphics. And still, people were always hopeful that the technology to make it more widespread was just around the corner. I even remember purchasing a VRML book in the 1990s, trying to learn a little bit about virtual reality programming, which I never got very far with. Um, But then in the first decade of the 2000s, it felt like virtual reality had more or less disappeared. No one was talking about it. But now it's back and in a very big way. The big player in the space and the one who really seemed to bring VR back into fashion is, of course, Oculus, who wowed the world with a Kickstarter campaign a few years back and then built up enough of a reputation to sell out to Facebook for a few billion. Other players have been jumping into the space as well, with many trying to build simple devices that you can just drop your phone into, including Google's surprise entry into that market a year ago with Google Cardboard. That was a product that many thought was just a joke, but which it now appears that Google is taking very, very seriously. Others have entered the space by partnering, such as Samsung, who has teamed up with Oculus to offer its Gear VR headset. People who have tried out these systems inevitably note how cool the experience is, is, though, with some caveats. Lots of people talk about the challenges of the nausea problem, uh, something that I experienced myself just recently when I tried to ride a virtual roller coaster using Google Cardboard. And frankly, my stomach feels ill just thinking about that experience (laughs) about a week later. Anyway, while this won't be released for another week and a half or so, we're actually recording this right after E3, the big gaming and entertainment conference held in L.A. each year, where VR stuff was apparently really, really big. Our co-host, Dennis Yang, was at the show this year and tested out a bunch of these products. And we also have an extra special guest, Carlo Longino, who some old-time TechDirt fans will recognize as one of TechDirt's writers from about a decade ago. He's now moved on to bigger and better things, <laughs> including uh, working with Samsung and Samsung Gear VR, and was down at E3, E3 for that. So we have the perfect duo to talk about this discussion on virtual reality. And I will start it out with the skeptic's viewpoint, which is, the is VR anything more than than a cool toy that people play with and say, oh, that's neat, and then move on. And I will hand it off to our special guest, Carlo, to take on that initial question. Welcome, Carlo. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. Um, well, I'll start by questioning your question. All um, right. You, you know, <laughs> so, so if the question is, is, is VR anything other than a, uh, a cool toy or a neat idea, 
I mean, I'm not sure there's necessarily anything wrong with that, first of all. Okay. Um, but I think to get to the heart of, of, of what you're asking, really, um, I mean, we're still in very early days, despite this idea of virtual reality stretching back to the the 90s. Like you, I, I remember um, an arcade that I used to go to getting one of the those VR... I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> things right. that cost like five dollars at the time to, exactly to have a, the have a really nauseating and horribly uncomfortable and and not very fun experience. Uh, you know, to to as you said today, where we get um, you know tools that are, are much cheaper and, and and much higher quality. Um, I, I think that 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 content providers and and developers and and hardware manufacturers are still really feeling their way through this space. It's still quite early. Um, What I think is interesting and exciting is just like with development for any other platform, whether it's, you know, web services, whether it's it's desktops, particularly with mobile devices, um, development now is is much simpler. It's much more democratized. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you you also mentioned, you know, having to get a a VR ML book and and things like that. I mean, you know, now um, there are plenty of open and and free tools for developers to create VR applications, you know, um, for instance, not just to, to, plug Samsung, <laughs> but, right, right. you know, the, the, we did a workshop on Monday just using, you know, free tools like Unity and, and then the Oculus SDK to create applications. So, you know, anyone that has the requisite skills can can start creating VR apps. And I mean, I think that's that's what's really interesting in, in opening things up and, and really seeing where where this space goes to the, the full potential just beyond uh, 3D movies and, and, and games. Um, and I think something that, that a lot of people also don't always consider are some of the commercial and, and business applications of this mm-hmm. technology. Um, I think particularly in environments where, um, you know, something like um, um, oil field maintenance, where you want to train people what it's like to go through a, a refinery without having to actually put them in a refinery for the first time, or um, looking at other industrial equipment. I mean, it's very similar, I think, to... Um, to augmented reality, mm-hmm. where you know some of the the consumer applications that we saw in things like Google Glass were perhaps a little underwhelming, um, but saw some some really interesting enterprise applications. Um, for instance, saw a demo of of Virgin Atlantic um, aircraft maintenance technicians wearing smart eyeglasses to help them identify parts inside of jet cockpits and engines. You know, and so I think we'll see some similar things like that with VR, where um, you know, companies may figure out some really interesting things to do with this before, uh, you know, before before the consumer side of the market. Right, but but people are still sort of figuring it out. Absolutely, I think yeah, people I mean, are still just feeling their way through. Right. I mean, there's 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 essentially three three parts right to the to the whole ecosystem of any type of platform. Right. There's mm-hmm. there's the technology, there's the development tools, and then, then there's the content. And I think that you know, I I don't know what like. All three of those kind of as the advancement of all three of those pieces, you know, progresses, they kind of push on, um, you know, the available. So if the technology improves, then the, and then that pushes the development tools to improve, which then pushes the content to improve, right? Like so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that that's that's kind of what you know. We, if you kind of look at like I, I remember looking at the first version of the Oculus and being kind of underwhelmed, and I was like, well, that's that's not that great. But then, you know, frankly, looking at the Rift, demoing the Rift yesterday, um, I was very impressed at how much progress has been made in terms of the content was amazing. Um, and 
I could feel basically, you know, at some point, like, I don't know if it's going to be like a, a, a game, like a particular application that'll be like, wow, like this is really, really, really compelling. Um, or if it's going to be a gradual thing. I mean, like, so I was playing Eve uh, Vengeance on the Rift. And I also looked at um, Sony's Morpheus, which I'm, I'm not, I think it's a different platform. Um, and then also the, the Samsung Gear. And I could see the differences between the platforms, but the content was definitely like so, much better than I'd seen before. So, so just I mean, give give some examples for those of us who haven't been yeah. playing with it. I mean, so like what what about the experience? So so there you know the the, the different games that I played. Um, there were a few that kind of like there there were kind of extensions of an existing kind of flat screen TV game which is you're kind of controlling an, a character. And to me, you can kind of move your head around and see that it was kind of 3D, and that wasn't yeah. that So compelling. like a first-person yeah. shooter game where mm -hmm. instead of using a controller, you just turn your yeah. head to right. look at things. No, I, no, I guess what I was... Sorry, that's confusing. Um, oh, sorry. It was actually a, like a third-person game, and you're controlling a character and moving it around, and you're viewing it. And basically, those games felt, felt like more like, like a 3D TV, which to me wasn't that exciting. But what was exciting was that, like Eve, Eve Vengeance, you're you're actually like a, a spaceship pilot, and you're sitting in the cockpit. So it actually, you're sitting down in a chair physically, and you, and your character's sitting in a cockpit. So when it feels like it matches, right? So mm. you're sitting down, um, it matches what you're feeling. And then the coolest thing I thought was you're holding the Xbox controller, and you're, you know it's an Xbox controller in your hand. And when you look down at your hands, where your hands should be, you see your hands in the game. And that kind of connection, your brain stitches those things together and then all of a sudden it starts to feel like you're actually really in the cockpit. And you look above and you can see the stars. You look, you know, you look past your hands and your feet are down there, which is where your feet should be. Um, and, and then when you start flying around, it becomes like a truly immersive experience. And I think that that's, I was start, starting to get the feel for what kind of a different VR gaming experience could be versus um, like the video game, like kind of, disconnected screen experience right so how was it though as a as a game versus a sort of a 3d I, I immersive a demo. movie we're watching in a way i mean because i think i mean i think what you're describing is yeah. is is interesting but i mean i think at some point it's it's like if you're if you're creating a game right and you're doing something that's not Adding something to the yeah. game experience is just yeah. distraction I mean, really for 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 eve which is your your a spaceship fighter pilot. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's it fits exactly right um, because you're sitting in a chair, essentially a chair in a spaceship, and you're flying around. And I think that that fits really, really well. I think for a first-person shooter, you're kind of running around, so maybe it feels better. And there were actually other demos um, at E3 where you would stand in this pod that yeah, they connected have, to they your have waistband, the, or yeah. they have like the the slippery like yeah the slippery floor floor things that um. you can. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you can run, and I didn't try those, but I'm, I'm not sure if that felt more like a controller, right? Because when you're doing right. a, using a controller to move your character, you're not feeling like you're running, right? So, do I really need to move my feet to make to give me the sensation that I'm running? Like, I don't think I'm running when I'm mm -hmm. using my thumb controller. Um, so, I didn't actually get to try those, but they they looked definitely from the spectator standpoint, they looked really amusing, um, <laughs> and I can definitely see them. You know they're they're probably more expensive, and I, they can you know if if they install a whole bunch of them at, down at Fisherman's Wharf or something, that would totally make sense. Um, but but that goes back to the 
the mid nineties. Yeah, right. That's, thing, that's exactly you know? the. I mean, it's just the the modern version of yeah. that that five dollar yeah. walk around in this crappy VR headset <laughs> thing. Yeah, and but but I think that you know in terms of VR, you know, I think experiences that match the seated experience mm-hmm. um, are kind of. Like going to be the first, I think, most immersive experiences. Like like fly, fly, like flying a spaceship, or sitting in the audience of Saturday Night Live watching that show. I think like Visco, um, V. It's a, yeah, one one of the VR apps has uh, a Saturday Saturday Night Live episode, mm-hmm. you know, in in virtual reality. Um, but I, but I'm you know but I'm, I am wondering what will be kind of the next amazing application past kind of a seated experience. And I think mm-hmm. the content yeah. developers are, are now, they, it feels like they have the tools available to them now to figure well, that out. There's been, right? and I had heard recently, and I, I'm blanking on exactly where I heard it, but I heard people were talking about like doing sort of a new kind of um, like interactive movie that is is in VR. So it's not so right. much a game, but you're sort of going through a, a story, an actual story, but with the ability to look around as opposed to, you know, the way we see movies today, which is that the director focuses our attention, whereas this would right. you know, potentially allow I mean, that feels you right. to sort of, you know, look around. That's yeah. kind of an interesting idea. It would be, I think, difficult to do well, but it's, but it's interesting. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think, you know, just, just like everyone is sort of feeling out the, the technology, someone like a, a movie director or a storyteller mm-hmm. or whatever has to feel that out too. Because, I mean, you know, the image capture for for these experiences is, uh, you know, is different. I don't want to say it's necessarily difficult, but it's very different. You know, you have to have very specialized equipment to capture a full 360 degrees or 180 degrees or whatever it is. Um, and you know, and I sort of question too, though, is, is like, you know, I hope there's something more interesting here than just a way to watch movies, (laughs) you know? Sure. And I think, I think something that, that, um, that needs to happen too that that I haven't quite seen yet is figuring out how to make this a more social activity right because right. i mean sitting sitting with the pair of goggles strapped to your face and <laughs> some headphones is, is fairly inherently antisocial yeah. uh, you know and so you think about a lot of these things i mean movies really are a, are a shared social experience yep. i think and and video gaming certainly isn't too and well know. i mean i would argue that video gaming is becoming increasingly social now I mean, yeah, yeah that's what i'm saying oh it is okay and so so i think you know that's something that can't be neglected as right as this happens yeah and i think that i mean it feels like a different medium right um much like i think you know black and white photography was when when color was added like it's it's actually very different um like artistically and then and then the trans the basically the you know the next phase into moving pictures and then into talkies, right? Like with each shift in technology, actually the medium changes and it's being used differently. And mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of what VR feels like. 3D is kind of, I think, similar, but not maybe yeah, different there, enough. There's, yeah, right? there's not as much that you can do with 3D. It's still, yeah. It, it yeah. still has to be basically the same experience, whereas VR does open up the possibility for something entirely new that we, we right. haven't quite wrapped our heads yeah. around. Yeah. I think that's an important point. And yeah. I think, too, it also... Helps show some of the, I guess, the stratification of yeah. the different devices. Because if you look at something like Google Cardboard, that's right. that's you know, as the spectrum of these things goes, is pretty basic. Very basic. You know, yeah. you don't have the opportunity for much interaction beyond looking around. So that's really that sort of yeah. movie-based experience. Whereas with 
um, you know, the ones that, that Dennis tested at, at E3 are more, much yeah. more interactive. Yeah. And, and, you know, but I those, don't think those necessarily have to be used for a game. That's the most yeah. obvious sort of... Yeah. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask, too. I mean, I, well, obviously, you know, E3, they're going to focus on the gaming aspects to it. So I imagine right, most of right. the demos were there. But I'm just trying to think about... I mean, was there anything that you saw that... Um, that so so there was the... There was a, on, on Morpheus, there was a, a game called The Kitchen. Um, and basically, it was it was a demo, I guess, but you basically sat in a chair and... Like it was terrifying because you were tied down to the chair in the game and you couldn't really move, um, and basically things just kind of came at your face and. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a terrifying horror mo- like horror movie, and since you're tied in the chair, um, it's terrifying and it's a different medium and that's you know it wasn't necessarily a game yet because I think I think I think it's going to be a game and you're going to be able to eventually like you know someone comes and cuts your hand. People loose who and, end up in therapy because of that. Because it's it's real. Like yeah. it feels it, it it starts to feel pretty real. Um, and I think that that's and, and I think there are certain types of content where people would be very interested to yeah to have that sort of experience <laughs> and things flying at their face. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll leave that at that. Just saying. <laughs> um, but then, I mean, like, Carla, you were talking about earlier, you know, the, the industrial and enterprise applications for it. Um, and, and yeah. you know, th- I think those will be interesting as well. Uh, obviously, you know, things yeah. like training. I think training, I mean, training seems like an, a really good use for VR. Um, I've, mm-hmm. Like, I'd, I've seen... Um, there's like a quarterback training system where yeah I've I, I yeah. saw that story too where um, I can't remember who the quarterback was but um, yeah I mean it was they, they, the one I, I saw think it was, was at high Stanford school. Yeah. actually it was a high Go school figure but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have the instead of just sort of looking at film or a playbook right. they would actually have a quarterback put a the, VR the headset on before the game and spend yeah. thirty minutes looking at at yeah the at reading defenses yeah. and in terms huh. of you know yeah. so basically like. Instead of watching game film, which a ton of quarterbacks do anyway, right. um, you're watching, a, you know, watching it through a VR headset. So you're looking up, you're looking around, you're reading defenses, and then kind of mentally preparing yourself for the game. Um, you know, so and I think that after seeing that, I'm sure it feels like there's other training applications that would do really, really well, and and you know, help people progress down that fabled 10,000 hmm. hours, right? So Yeah, well, um, that's a different podcast that's a different for another podcast. time, but but like the 10,000 hours <laughs> thing is total bullshit. But it's so, conve- it's so convenient. It's such a convenient thing. Tag, and then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just adding to the explicit tag on the Tech podcast. But that, uh, no, sorry, I, that's just a little pet peeve. The whole 10,000 hours thing, like, load of crap. Wow, I, I know it. So things to note, but buttons to push. Um, yeah, anyways, that, that's uh, another... Well, I think what Dennis is saying is yes. that VR no, has the power to reduce it Exponentially to maybe a hundred hours or so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, clearly, clearly. But but no, I mean it is interesting and, and like um and, and this may sound somewhat unrelated, but like I had read this thing not too long ago about you know there are all these different theories about kind of dreaming and sort of what the purpose of dreaming is, but but there's a sort of convincing belief now that you know it, it is sort of almost a training mechanism that that's sort of how people and animals potentially learn instinctual behavior, sort of like, you know, how do you react in dangerous situations? And you could see where, you know, that's a fairly inefficient system for doing that, whereas something yeah. like VR could be could be super powerful in terms of actually giving people better, you know, uh, understanding of yeah. situations that, that they may not face all that often in real life, but could be really useful. Right. And I, and I think that, 
even video games have have given me sure like a certain level of training before before you know I'm able to do stuff for like I think two really good examples for me personally are I was I was golfing a lot a few years ago and I was playing a lot of of, of Tiger Woods golf on on the Xbox <laughs> and actually honestly like I felt like my course management like you know it's so yeah. mental um, I feel the same way with driving in Grand Theft Auto actually. <laughs> <laughs> go around and you're like, I think I could steal that car. Um, so I, I, and I think smash into it. Yeah, smash into it. But but I think that it's it's you know so much of what we do is in our head and like we like with VR, it's just so much better. Yeah, I think um, the the immersiveness of the experience yeah. can add a lot. I mean, so if you think of something like say like teenagers learning to drive, for mm-hmm. instance, sure you could put them in a simulator or something. But I think to a certain extent. You know, you realize that's that's fake. It's a fake yeah. environment. Yeah. But a lot of these VR experiences, even the early ones, are really, really immersive. And so, yeah, yeah. Put, and it makes it makes a huge. You difference. put that headset on a yeah. kid and and sort of run them through a driving simulator, or just leave them in there for their lives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're getting a little further down down the road. Um, but yeah, no, it, it I, I think it's really interesting. It's just the the thing that's still. You know, I'm I'm just sort of wondering when it tips, right? Because yeah, because it does feel like it's gonna it it's gonna tip, right? At yeah. some point. Yeah, I mean, I I think we're getting there. I mean, if you look at at, at something like Google Cardboard and all of the the knockoffs that you can buy yeah. that right. online for, but have I have, mean, it's, it's as low as three dollars or five dollars sure. or something. You but know? I haven't found kind of a Google, like I have I have a cardboard sitting right here, and mm-hmm. aside from kind of novelty demos, I haven't found yeah. an application that I that I go to like that. Sure, I play sure, time, sure. So. And I think I think part of it too is is finding the right people that will be into this because I I don't yeah. think this yeah. is something that. You know, I could see my my parents who are in their seventies who have become avid smartphone users. I don't see this as right. something that they'd they'd really take to. For instance, I mean, that's an extreme that, example. I mean, but that said, I I you know I gave my grandmother who's who's you know nine, over ninety years old on the Google cardboard, and it was amazing watching her mm-hmm. kind of like in awe of, of moving, <laughs> like looking around the room with this cardboard on. So that was that was kind of like a super special experience, I think. Yeah, so. and actually, I mean, I could definitely see cases where you could. You know where where older people could could find it really yeah. useful and stuff too, or like give them a chance to see places that they they aren't able to go to or, or things. I like mean, that. Google I/O announced what that the classroom pack. Yeah, where um, and that's actually that's a really interesting one too, and that is basically where yeah. right. So you could get a whole bunch of people all you know in, in this scenario students you right. know wearing the Google Glass and the teacher has control the cardboard not the glass. Sorry. Giving giving students glasses a little bit of yeah yeah <laughs> cardboard the Google cardboard, um, and and then give giving the teacher control to right. to you know sort of guide them around so they could take them on you know uh, virtual, like virtual field virtual tours, field, trips. Virtual field trips yeah um, which is actually you know is 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 a really interesting use of it that is something different that I don't think people had really thought about but that idea and that gets back to to your point earlier Carlo about sort of making it a more social experience mm-hmm. that one clearly yeah. is a much more social experience because you have a whole bunch of people experiencing you know the same place at the same time yeah. sort of traveling yeah. there together I just hope with something like that 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 it becomes additive yeah. to the, ex- the educational experience well, rather than a I mean, rather than a replacement. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I mean, the examples they were using were clearly, you know, situations where people weren't, you know, where sure, you had, sure. you know, 
young kids in poor villages, you know, right. in Africa who are not going to be able to travel to... Or, know, or taking a classroom here to Kilimanjaro or something like that. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, exactly. and you can do things. And, and also... Under, underwater, I think, was the other one, so... Yeah, or space, right? I mean, Talk like, about freaking people out. Got <laughs> 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 a room full of 37-year-olds who think they're drowning. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and again, also, like, this is really, really early, right? I mean, yeah. they just came up with that, and so... Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think obviously that's... Obviously, kind of the first... You know, uses of it are yeah. going to be just, and of, I think that's, know, I think that's sort of the point that we keep coming back to that we're yeah. still just, yeah. just kind of feeling these things out, and and I mean the technology I think still needs to improve just in yeah. terms of comfort and weight and yeah. things like that. I mean, I, yeah. I think some of these devices are still, yeah, and the nausea push, pushing the limits of of comfort for extended wear. I, I mean, for yeah. instance, with yeah. something, some of these, I, I would have a hard time watching an entire feature length movie. Not, I mean, wearing them or like sometimes you, know, yeah. you get heat problems and things <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, so. exactly. Like in the, in the 10 minute demo, like I found my, like it was getting hot and sweaty and then, um, and that's only in 10 minutes. So imagine trying yeah. to wear these things for an hour, two hours, mm-hmm. you know, that. So they're going to have to build in air conditioning. Yeah. Well, maybe or <laughs> something. something or just something. Like, it just, it has to be more comfortable. Yeah. It's not designed for that. Yeah. yeah. The Rift was out of, out of the, the ones that I demoed, the Rift was the most comfortable and had the best cooling, so... Yeah, I think they're actually putting fans inside yeah. some right. of the newer models. Not necessarily for cooling, but to keep them from fogging up. No, fogging is, <laughs> fogging is a problem. Yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, mean, I mean, I think this is the challenge with any sort of new ecosystem and platform, which is that, you know, the first things that people do is just sort of try and replicate, you know, what has been done before in sort of that new format. Mm-hmm. But the really powerful stuff comes when you do the things that couldn't have been done before and we're right. not quite there yet. Yeah. Is that I mean, I think soon we'll be living in that movie Cool World. And be, <laughs> I mean, if you... Just like that. <laughs> Excellent. Right. If you think about like the, the absolute <laughs> An early documentary. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like if you think about the absolute simplicity of the early video game systems, like, you know, mm-hmm. obviously Pong and, and the Ataris. And we, we've come a long way in... What like 20, 30, 20, 20, 30 years, right? Forty years. Forty years. Forty years. So, <laughs> and I, and if 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 these 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 VR systems are essentially, you know, those like think of of cardboard and and as the pong as of the VR. yeah as the pong of VR and yeah. we're only in the very beginning. So, so um, Chet, we'll we'll be back with a, a follow up podcast in forty years to talk, <laughs> <laughs> to talk about where we are. Exactly. Sure. It won't be a podcast. It'll be a VR. Yeah, that's right. it'll, that's be, right. it'll be like someone is sitting in this chair right now. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I mean, that would be cool. People could come and and watch Dude, us record. We, we have an extra chair right here, so we, that's we, right. You would just be talking, you could and we're all now staring at it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listening to this feel creepy. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, but I, uh, I mean, I, yeah, we're we are kind of kidding around, but I mean, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how how things like recording this podcast evolve, yeah, as this new medium emerges. You know, because I sort of look at the the uh, fairly professional level of equipment we have set up <laughs> here, you know, to to record a podcast, which is quite different than uh, you know a crappy uh, webcam microphone hooked up to a PC that we might have been doing this with. 10 years ago or something, yeah. um, you know, and how, just how that content creation process has changed. And I think how that will change again with VR, you know, sort of kid about having the experience of having this empty seat right here, yeah. you know, is that something that, that, uh, 
that we'll have to account for. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's, that's you know, true. and then how and, do we yeah. how do we interact with that? Because on yeah. one level, you know, yes, someone can just sit there and watch, but that's kind of <laughs> that's this weird kind of voyeuristic <laughs> yes experience where yeah. it's not you know it's, it's not, not interactive fully interac- it's not interactive yeah. yeah exactly so how and how would you do that and then yeah it, right. it raises a bunch of interesting questions and I, and i think you know to some extent right i mean these are the it's it's both the technologies that still need to develop and the sort of you know customs and mm-hmm. the content yeah i mean i think that that kind of speaks to what you were mike what you were saying before about you know what does a vr film look like when you no longer have the director focusing your view. Right. Right. I mean like And cinep- what's that mean to be a director then? Right. It means like placing the pot that placing the the availability of the view and then yeah. um and I think that's very different. Like cinemato- cinematography is a very Yeah. I mean know, I could like, I could definitely art, picture some so. really, really interesting ideas for for, you know, filmmakers yeah. where where suddenly, you know, you know, part of it is is then you have to draw the viewer's attention as right. opposed to focusing the attention, and it becomes a very different challenge. It could be really, really interesting. You can make some really interesting and compelling films that way, where you know the whole focus is on how do you convince people to turn their heads, right. you know, in the right way, and then you have a lot of sort of misdirection mm-hmm. and, and yeah, other tricks I mean, involved. Think of in all it. the Easter egg and yeah. you know, fan theory. <laughs> Yeah. potential of, of something like that you know yeah i mean i imagine you can pack in you know a huge amount of content into just like one minute of of film yeah. whatever you want to call it right so yeah and then you watch it over and over again you're looking at trying different to things pick and, up all the different yeah different yeah things. i mean it makes me think of something like uh i was gonna say the clue movie yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm right. dating myself here. <laughs> um you know basically where you're telling this story from all of these different yeah. perspectives right yeah. um you know with perhaps with different outcomes and yeah. you know i think that's an interesting possibility i mean i, I think we can't really consider that movie making in a in some sense because it's yeah something totally different right and that's that's what i think the point yeah. is which is yeah. this is yeah. this yeah. is different and yeah. yeah but i mean that's how you know that's how we work through these things is like yeah. we you know we yeah. see them as oh well, it's like movie making, but right. or it's like video games, <laughs> or usually it's but, more it's more dismissive. Oh, it's just like a movie, but, but <laughs> yeah. worse. Yeah. So yeah, but, but then weird. and then but then yeah. people figure figure stuff out. It right. becomes really exactly. interesting. I mean, so, people didn't want like talking and sound in movies right. when it first came mm-hmm. out. They were like, oh, that's confusing. Yeah, and and even if you look at like you know the early television was just radio, but you could see you know right. so it's well it's the same thing we were just talking about. Exactly. People would come <laughs> and sit here and watch us. Like how interesting would that be? And then you know, but then they figured out how to do television. So now we're gonna right. have to figure out how to how to do VR as we podcast. Maybe they need a better name. <laughs> yeah. VR vision. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm sure someone will figure it out yeah. and make a billion dollars out and of it. And it is kind of an unappealing name, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think for people of of our vintage, it uh, you know, it does evoke some some uh experience not, f- not fully positive uh, <laughs> yeah. there were memories yes. you know many like many visions of someone with a computer monitor strapped to their face or yeah or something like <laughs> but yeah i mean again you know the sort of next generation of folks who don't have that baggage um you know i i think there's i think they should get off my lawn <laughs> <laughs> well you know if you have a vr set you can just sort of <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's something that the older folks i think could get into yeah there you go <laughs> chase the virtual kids off, off your, your virtual, virtual lawn, lawn. <laughs> love it 
<laughs> New hit game. Dennis, let's get on that today. All right. <laughs> well, I think we are we are just about out of time here, but um, I, I will uh, toss it back to, to both of you to see if you have any sort of final thoughts to leave our listeners with in terms of where you think, I mean, I know obviously we've been discussing different ideas, but where you think this is heading next or sort of in the near future, what do you think is, is coming up? Yeah, I mean, so for me, like I was, I was, I think I shared the same skepticism um, going into E3 that Mike had in terms of whether or not the platform was ready, immersive enough, if it was going to tip. And I, after experiencing in, in particular Rift's um, demo, I think we're almost like it feel it felt really good. And like you know, after the demo was over, I wanted more. I felt a little <laughs> nauseous, but. Like I felt That's like I was a problem. Yeah, the it, nausea is really, really intense. <laughs> but you get used to it. Um, so have you tried Dramamine? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and I think just sleep with the rift. I mean, <laughs> just, That's, people have thought about that, but um, <laughs> uh, we're not going there. Or so. another another great business idea we need to get on are the uh, the VR anti nausea. Yeah. Wrist oh yeah, the wristbands. Snap. Yeah. Thanks. So. So my, my point is, I think work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. looking on Alibaba right now. <laughs> um, but I think Rift Rift is la- is launching what in twenty six early like Q one twenty sixteen is when their commercial launch is going to be. And, I have no idea. Um, I I don't know. So I was before demoing it, I was kind of dubious, and I I'm definitely interested in, in possibly getting one now. So hmm. so that I mean to me for me personally, it's kind of tipped in terms of I want to try it now. Um, so and that that maybe that sounds good. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I think I think um, video games are going to be the first place where we see yeah. it because it's this. I, I think this idea of the the VR headset as an accessory yeah. to a game. You know, it's very easy for me to see serious video gamers, you know, buying an add-on to the the PlayStation, like the Sony Morpheus or. Right an Xbox equivalent or whatever to add that to, to something. And I think that's, you know, we need something like that to happen, I think, to, to bring it into more mainstream view and, and, you know, get people playing with it more and, and see what else they can add to it. And I think, you know, sort of like we've seen systems like the Xbox, um, you know, bring some different things like video streaming and, and sports and things like that kind of into the living room through the Xbox. I think we might see that with VR too. Yeah. Know, whereas, hey, instead of just streaming a game through Watch ESPN, they can then use that as an avenue to offer something more immersive. I don't know exactly what it is right. yet, but you know, maybe that quarterback view, like we were talking about, or yeah. something. I yeah, mean, I imagine mean, if, if anyone you know, could imagine something like you know. that instead of having you know players mic'd up for sound, you've got a a camera in a quarterback's helmet. You can see a four hundred pound lineman. Rumbling towards you. <laughs> Talk about objects flying at your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, here's a here's Ray Lewis or something that would scare the hell out of anyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think it's going to happen with video games first, and yeah. I think that's going to be an avenue that's going to drive a lot of the other experiences beyond just 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 the gaming. Cool. Well, it's a, it's an interesting space, and I'm sure there'll be lots to to follow up on, and and we'll we'll see how it develops uh, from these early days. But uh, Carlo, Dennis, and thank you very much, and to the listeners also, thank you for listening, and we will be back next week. The truth will set you free.